return now to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz with your hosts, Bill Holfeld and Joe Maniscalco. Welcome back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz here on AM 970, The Answer. I'm your host, Joe Maniscalco, senior editor at laborpress.org, and we're talking about the Janus decision. And uh, let's, let's keep it going. Chris uh, Palcano from DC37, uh, director of strategic communications. Your union recently had the highest percentage of non-paying agency fee folks. Uh, so talk about how you guys are reacting to this dec- decision now. What, what have you had to do immediately? Well, I, I don't think anybody is, um, I, I, as, as has been said before, uh, this didn't come as a surprise, and, right. and as the case was work, working its way up the courts, um, I think I think in response to what Elias had said earlier, um, that we we really had to get our acts together. We really had to make a, a priority of having one-on-one conversations with members, really talking about what you know the union is about, and engaging the membership. and And I think that over the past couple of years, that has been, had a very positive effect. When this thing started. Um, and the case was working its way up. We had 28,000 agency fee payers. And over the course of the last couple of years, that number's been reduced to about 65,000, 77,000. Um, so that's, that's a significant um, – uh, that, we've, we've got more membership cards on file now than at any point in D.C. 37's history. We've got fewer agency fee payers than at any point in D.C. 37's history. And that's basically saying the members understand what's at stake here, and they understand what this case is about, and they understand what collective, um, collective power is about. And I think that, you know, listen, when, when um, before Obama came into office in 2008, um, labor, in terms of public opinion polls, was at pretty much the low, its lowest point in modern history in terms of public opinion. And I think that during this assault on, on labor, and this is not to belittle or to say, you know, this is a good thing, but it is to say that people are reaffirming their beliefs and their understanding about what the labor movement, what the power of collective action and the labor movement is, and that, that now you see public opinion um, strongly in favor of labor, and most notably among the young. So, um, you know, we, this, this was this New York Times story somewhere, an editorial somewhere, that reminded us that, you know, the roots of, um, uh, of labor justice began in bloody struggle. You know, I mean, people die for this. Um, so, and, and the fact that this is never going to not be a struggle, and the struggle continues. Uh, so, we have to, as Elias says, we have to be on the on the. We have to have our eye on the prize, and we have to have our eye on the ball, and we have to be talking to members. Peter Merlingo, New York State Public Employees Conference. Let me turn back to you. I mean, how yeah. many how many people you think are actually going to be free riders? Actually, say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and continue benefiting for everything that unions do for me, but you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pay my my fair share. Well, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, and, and I think you know, like like previous speakers have said. I mean, I rep, I speak for 81 public employee unions, uh, range from all different titles and different job specifications. And I think what this is going to do is it's going to unite us uh, and, and make us stronger because I think the need now is for every 
union person to get out there with their delegates, with their business managers, and educate the members. Because I think the issue is that, yeah, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to say that I'm going to save two or $300 or $700 a year in dues. But the reality is, and I think the biggest part that we put in that Janice legislation is that last paragraph that talks about duty of fair representation. I mean, I believe in my heart, and I've been, I, I, I worked 36 years in the New York City Department of Correction, uh, that we, we will be able to educate our members to realize that it's not just about saving $40 in dues, $20 in dues, $80 in dues. It's about people trying to take away the voice of your union. I mean, the education has to start with what are you going to do when you walk in and you, you decided not to be a dues-paying member and you have charges filed against you and you can't go to the union for that lawyer or you have a boss that wants to discriminate against you for, for whatever reason. So I think the education process, I really believe in my heart that this is going to band the unions together even stronger than ever, and I believe the education process will deter a lot of people from leaving. Well, one, one of the things that, that struck me about uh, Alito's uh, ruling, he was saying that uh, the free riders won't be a burden to the unions. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not just me. I see yeah. your face. I hear the laughter. I don't understand how. Uh, I don't. I don't understand exactly what he meant or what it is that he was trying to say. Uh, I don't see how sitting here and knowing what I <clears throat> what benefits the union offer my members uh, and and the things that we are able to get for our members and negotiate for our members based on pure numbers alone says that that's. Not true. <laughs> that that if I'm going to negotiate on ha- on behalf of my members and I have uh, twelve thousand members as opposed to eight thousand, I think I'm going to get a better a better deal, a better product for my members if I'm negotiating based on twelve thousand as opposed to eight thousand. Or I'm there and only uh, out of the eight out of the twelve thousand, four thousand are free. And this I don't know what he was talking about. I, I I'm. He confused. And this is part of the Alito Twilight Zone. These guys yeah. are trying to say they're doing everybody a favor with this decision. Right. Like, you know, that um, this is going to I mean, bring labor peace somehow by getting rid of those folks who don't really want to belong, and it gives them, and it protects those who don't want to belong, their quote-unquote First Amendment protections. This is all a crock that has been cut. Uh, and, and what's even worse is we know that there are going to be organizations funded by the same folks who funded the Janus case, who are going to be out there on the phones to our members, leafleting our members, yes. sending emails to our members yeah. saying, hey, you can save, as, as we just noted before, you can save some money in dues, um, but short-term gain is going to equal long-term pain, and I think our members know that. Right. I, I think there's also, I'm sorry, I think there's an element out here that clearly understand what unions represent. And in a lot of areas, unions are the only opposition to certain elements who have decided that they want to finance this or finance that or they want to push this particular political agenda. And look, unions have a lot of money. And a lot of times we are the only pushback when it comes right. to so, right. social political issues. We're, We're the, the only talk. pushback. And basically, I just feel like there's an element that's trying to definitely cripple uh, us, you know, uh, as, as, as the pushback that they, they know. 
I, look, they've ch- how many times have they come against the union or come against the, the society, the, the city, the state, and only because of the pushback from the union uh, were they not successful? So it, 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 it's something that we have to... We have to deal with, like I said, we have to be better prepared. We have to be better prepared. We have to be more prepared. And I actually think that this might be a blessing for us because I think it's giving us an opportunity for our members to actually sit back and say, hey, because I've been hearing encouraging things from my members. I've been hearing very encouraging things from members of other unions. And at this point, uh, the people are not as, as stupid as they may think they are, to be very honest with you. You know, I would agree with you, Elias, on that, because I think the members need to also realize that it's, it's more than just paying union dues. It's Absolutely. That, it's those groups out there that, are tr- that have been trying for years to take away the voice of labor, to take away your voice that you represent 12,000 people, and you have amazing bargaining power, and, and you've done so much contractually at the table and even legislatively. And they want to take that away. I yep. mean, they want to make this a right-to-work state. And, and exactly. you know, when you hear a lot of the legislators, like, you know, recently, Senator Minabate, who's been Labor's champion, uh, when he was attacked about it, and he said it very simply, if you don't want to pay dues, you don't get the benefits. There are no, you, you want to be a freeloader, then be a freeloader. But I believe in my heart that I, I also agree that there are a lot of inspiring things out there. I hear a lot of positives from a lot of different unions that I go around to. And, and I think it is going to make us stronger, that we're going to band together. And, and, and it's a bigger fight than our union dues. It's about not making people take away our voice and breaking the backs of unions. Well, it seems to me that what the ruling does is just it, it opens up the, the membership to propaganda. And so there, so the Koch brothers are saying, okay, we want to make this a propaganda war. So we're going to put our bucks against your bucks mm-hmm. and, and, and see what happens. Uh, um, not only as a labor leader, but as a woman in the movement, you look at it different than, than most, especially my male counterparts. Because as a mom and as a labor leader and as a woman, I know what the union has benefited from me. I know that the union has given me a voice that I never had before. It's taught me to be an advocate. And that is why the right has attacked us, because we're the watchdogs for the world. Labor is that. They're the voice that speaks up. We're the ones who push the civil rights, who who say this is wrong, this is right, let's be fair, let's be honest. We're the check. We check the balances. Yes. All right, we're, we've come to the end of another segment, but we have a lot more talk, so we'll come back after these messages for more Blue Collar Buzz here on AM 970 The You're listening to Labor Press on AM 970 The Answer. 